Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. We are in the final Sunday of our Arise, Shine sermon series with a conversation about, well, arising and shining. And so as we prepare to do so, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Light. Have you ever seen a uh, sunrise that absolutely takes your breath away. Uh, maybe you've been out to the beach, maybe you were at Wilmington someplace and just watching a, a sunrise that absolutely takes your breath away. Have you ever been in a setting like that? Or think about other times when, when light is, is moving to us. You, you might be at a, at a fireworks display it's just so amazing that it kind of takes your breath away. You're, you're caught up in the moment. You almost don't want the moment to end. It's a little bit premature to talk about that, but not as far as um, the stores would have us understand. Christmas lights. You like to drive around and see Christmas lights, and, and every now and then there's a display that takes your breath away. Psychologists tell us why this is the case. Uh, dopamine is, is released into our systems when we see these lights. It, they quite literally give us warm fuzzies as we see these kinds of displays. Because light is comforting. Someplace deep down in our memories as, as individuals and, and deep down in our biological memories, we have learned that light is good, that we ought to respond positively to it. It, it signifies safety. So we have these, these deep psychological connections to the light. I remember once, uh, years ago, I was in, in college, and uh, some of you know that in college I was a, a classical saxophone player. That's, that was uh, one of my majors and uh, the large part of my scholarship to college. And, and so I was practicing down uh, in the basement where all the practice rooms were. It was kind of a great set of catacombs of practice rooms where the musicians would gather, and then there were studios uh, that the dancers would gather, and then there were other, yet other studios where the, the painters would be painting. And one day, the power went out in the school. And in the basement, at least in those days, when the power went out, you just couldn't see a thing. It was pitch black. You couldn't see your hand right in front of you. And so I opened the door and all I could hear was voices, the voices of those who were trapped in the basement with me. And this kind of went on for a while. And so I talked to some of the folks who were nearby and I said, I kind of feel like we should just 
find our way out of here because this, this power outage is, is lasting for a moment. So we, we took hands and we locked arms and we felt our way across this maze of rooms, uh, hallways in the basement, looking for a stairway that would lead us outside. And so there are about 10 of us locking arms, moving, uh, not being able to see one another, only being able to hear. And that feeling, once we got to the stairway where there was a door and, a, and some windows in the door, that once we saw the light, that, that feeling of deep relief that washed over us. Now, we knew we were okay, nothing was, was wrong, but there's something about not being able to see that is unsettling. I remember moving uh, from Dallas, Texas to uh, here, uh, moved to Chapel Hill so that I could go uh, to, uh, to seminary here. And, and so, we were, so we were driving, we'd been invited by a, a local Methodist pastor uh, to have uh, lunch with he and his family and had no idea uh, the area where we're going, we're driving down a, a road and remember commenting, there are no lights in this place. Now, if you're, from da- if you're living in Dallas, everywhere you go, there are lights. There's too many lights. Light pollution is a, is a thing, but as we all know, we're, we're all used to it, so we think nothing of it, but some of our uh, North Carolina roads were unsettling to this uh, Texan who, for whom Dallas was the smallest city I'd ever lived. And so I was thinking, I have, I'm completely lost, completely lost, and, um, and winding uh, roads and and I thought, well, and I can't see anything. I had no reference points. Couldn't see a building, couldn't see any light towers, nothing, no reference points. And so I remember saying, we're going to have to sleep in the car overnight. Uh, I have not enough light to understand where I am. This was, you know, within the first week of, of living here in town. Now today, uh, on the, along the same road, I'd say, no big deal. I mean, there's plenty of light here. Uh, but I was unsettled in that moment by the lack of, of visibility. But once you move into a neighborhood, you see more lights, you understand where you are again, again, that sense of comfort. Uh, we think of North Carolina as a, as a state of lighthouses. These uh, seven lighthouses that uh, dot our coastline. Beacons of light for for ships as they are coming in in the, the night hours and need to have some sense of, of a guide as to, to where they should go. Light in the midst of darkness. Well, here in Isaiah, the writer uses this image of light. Arise, shine, your light has come. That light which will bring you hope and, and comfort and peace has come. And then it says, though darkness covers the earth and gloom the nations. Though darkness covers the earth and gloom the nations. That's how the writer felt. That's how the writer felt the people who were receiving this message would have also felt but here today, in 2022, 
Sometimes we feel the exact same way, don't we? As we survey our society, as we survey our world, sometimes it feels that darkness covers the earth, that there is a a gloom, a gloom that hangs about the nations. You know, here in this season, as we listen to the conversations that swirl around us, it might be a conversation about voting and voting rights. And for some, they'd say there's a, there's a gloom that hangs about our nation. It might be about women's rights. And, and there's a gloom that hangs about our nation. It might be about racial justice or educational justice. It might be about housing. It might be about public health or, or our environment or, or uh, uh, sexuality and in, in gender. All these, these rights. The gloom hangs about our nation because of some of the conversations that are being had and, and some of the threat to uh, the rights that we enjoy. But but we look even beyond that. We think about war and conflict around the world. Um, I had somebody uh, posted not long ago, it was part of the Methodist church in, in Ukraine, that, that she'd lost her brother in the midst of the conflict and, and their Methodist church, their United Methodist church, was lamenting the loss so we think about gun violence all across our country. And recently in Raleigh, as I think about the, the news that comes up in, in our town, a greater frequency of, of violent incidents, this gloom that sometimes hangs around the nation, sometimes hangs around our community. Hate crimes. Hate crimes have gone up 5% across major cities in the United States here in 2022. A gloom that hangs about the nation. A gloom that hangs around the world. But the writer says, arise and shine for your light has come. There is always hope in the midst of darkness. Jesus will say in Matthew 5 that you, you are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on the top of a lampstand. And it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. You know, scripture gives us this sense that that there is light that is in God. There's light that is in Jesus Christ. Jesus himself says, I am the light of the world. And this light has been given to you. So then Jesus says, 
Remember, you too are a light for somebody. You may not even know who that somebody or, or those somebodies are. Sometimes when you're a lighthouse, you have no idea who sees you. But I hope that you all have the gift many times in life for someone to come and say, hey, I, I know that you may not have known, but boy, how I saw you walk through this situation or, or your character as you engaged with me and, and with others, I saw that. I saw you. You were a light to me in the midst, maybe even of a dark time. I see your light. In the midst of uh, challenging times, we, we sometimes sing. You might want to open your, your hymnals, uh, hymn 585. You don't have to, but uh, 585, it's a familiar hymn there. You know it, this little light of mine. So this hymn was written as a children's song in, in I think, 1920, or at least the early 1920s. Then as you move into the 50s and 60s, you, you find that this song is being used in the midst of the civil rights movement, is being used by, by activists. Pete Seeger will talk about the use of this song. Fannie Lou Hamer became popular for singing this song. Uh, and one uh, situation where Fannie Lou Hamer and, and others from the black community were going to be registered to vote or trying to register to vote, and, and they uh, were, were detained. Uh, Fannie began to sing this song, This Little Light of Mine. And we only have a, um, a few verses listed there in the hymnal. Um, but you can add to this hymn in, in multiple ways. Um, uh, the, they would sing in the midst of the civil rights movement. They'd, they'd sing about where they were. They'd name the town that they were in and say, in this place, I'm going to let it shine. Or you might sing, in my home, I'm going to let it shine. Or in my school, I'm going to let it shine. As they were confronting uh, uh, someone, it, it might be a chief uh, of, of police, or it might be a governor, or it might be a, another politician, someone who was uh, resisting in the midst of the movement, they would, they would say uh, that, you know, the person's name, and in front of that person, they were going to, to let it shine. In the midst of the difficulty, I'm going to let it shine. Let's sing that song to, together. We'll do it a cappella. Y'all can do it. Uh, you don't want to just listen to me singing, so we got to do it together. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine in Chapel Hill, in Chapel Hill, I'm gonna let it shine, in Chapel Hill, I'm gonna let it shine. 
in Chapel Hill, yes, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. In my classroom, in my classroom, I'm gonna let it shine. In my classroom, I'm gonna let it shine. In my classroom, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. In my home, in my home, I'm gonna let it shine. In my home, I'm gonna let it shine. In my home, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. One more, everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Oh, give yourselves a hand, that's good. Tim, based on this, everyone could be a part of the choir. Uh, this was a, it's a little bit of an audition for Tim. You didn't know that, but that's what it was. I'm going to let it shine. And so folks would, would insert these words, whatever came to mind in the midst of the place they were in. So a reminder that, that truly everywhere in every setting, I can let the light of Christ shine through me in the midst of that place. And so the passage here from Isaiah encourages us that nations, in verse 3, nations will come to your light. And kings to your dawning radiance. Lift up your eyes and look all around. They are all gathered and they have come to you. Your sons will come from far away, your daughters on caregivers' hips. Then you will see and be radiant. Your heart will tremble and open wide because the sea's abundance will be turned over to you. The nation's wealth will come to you. And it's, it's not just about being popular. <laughs> now, this is not just social media likes. This is not Instagram likes here or TikTok likes here. No, this, this popularity... This people gathering in is about something else. Because we remember what this light is about. This light is about peace. It's about safety. It's about healing. It's about transformation. And, and as, as you let your light shine, people will naturally be drawn to it. It's about being a light on the hill. It's not the light on the hill. You don't, want to be, you don't want to be the only one. You want there to be plenty of lights on the hill so that people can gather to that light. And then if we were to read on in chapter 
60 here in Isaiah, it will remind us, it will remind us of other passages that we are familiar with. In verse 18, it says, violence will no longer resound throughout your land, nor devastation or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. And then here comes some language that may sound reminiscent of another passage. The sun will no longer be your light by day, nor will the moon shine for illumination by night. The Lord will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. Your sun will no longer set. Your moon will no longer wane. The Lord will be an everlasting light to you. And your days of mourning will be ended. Your people will all be righteous. They will possess the land forever. They are the shoot that I planted, the work of my hands to glorify myself. The least will become a thousand and the smallest a powerful people. I am the Lord. At the right moment, I will hurry it along. What does that passage remind you of? Well, it reminds us of the end of the book of Revelation. Right there at the end. The vision of the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. Similar kinds of language. You need the sun or moon anymore, for God will be your light continually. You will possess this land forever because there will be no more death. It's a picture of resurrection. It is a picture of new creation. We seek to be light in the midst of the community. We seek to be light for one another. We seek to be like a mirror that reflects God's light into the world, not for our own self-aggrandizement, not so that uh, the things we we do will always have be teeming with people and that everybody will be uh, talking about us. Again, it's not about being popular. It's about being agents of healing in the world, agents of hope in the world. Um, It's about uh, peace, being an agent of peace in the world. In the midst of so much darkness, so much gloom, we gather together week after week after week in this place to remind one another that we can see the light of Christ in one another. We gather to remind one another that that we are not alone, that God is with us, and and thanks be to God. We we come to remember all of these things so that in our places of, of gloom and so that when we see others in the midst of their own gloom, when we can't quite see the light, we will remember to sing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We'll remember where that light comes from. We'll remember to get our shine on, as uh, people used to say. And that's my challenge to you as you move through this week to, to get your shine on, 
And as we move forward as a, as a congregation together to get our shine on, and in the midst of even crushing gloom and darkness that might hang about us, you might just this week hum under your breath. Again, when, when you're feeling low and you, others are feeling low, when you have no idea how God is going to transform a situation, in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.